Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees and their Multicultural Mess and Secular Scam. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate your presence and the time you take to join my podcast every single day. It is absolute uh, a pleasure to be with you again today and today we're going to do something special. I was going to do a book review on um, Ayan Hersi Ali. Uh, and a book I bought from her, but I saw a, an interview on, on, on YouTube with a very special person, and I'm sure you've all seen it because there are multiple thousands and thousands and, and thousands of millions of views all across the place. Um, and it's about a very special man, one of my favorite pr- people in, in India at this point, the Honorable um, Foreign Minister of India, um, Sri Dr. S. Jai Shankar. Um, in the 2019 cabinet uh, for the Honorable Prime Minister Sri Narendra Modi, I have never seen, a, um, I have never ever seen um, a foreign minister like him. Absolutely never. He is great. He is going to be a start in a long line of foreign ministers who are going to, you know, no longer sit down and, and, and kiss ass to everyone, but be bold. And of course, guess what? A, a lovely um, Indian National Soros Congress does not like it. But who cares? Let's talk about the interview. It is absolutely amazing and um, there are things I want to talk about in this interview it's important to have this conversation and I do hope that you'll share it with your friends my friend uh, this these conversations are to uh, um, to start a, a, a conversation among um, among people among groups among friends in your schools in your in your universities among your uh, people at work your social media friends share this podcast share with whoever you like and have this conversation that is the most important the conversation in our homes leads to the conversation in our streets. The conversation on our streets leads to the conversations of the borders. Stop the violence in your home and have the conversation and you will stop the violence in your streets and have that conversation on your streets and then you will have that conversation at your borders. And that is the goal of the situation, uh, my friends, to stop the violence and, and supplement it with conversations. So, the the, the honorable... Uh, Foreign Minister Sri Jai Shankar says, um, you know, has has a conversation, uh, an interview on A and I with Smita Prakash, and um, he's been obviously a diplomat for thirty eight years, including ten years as India's ambassador to China, the Czech Republic, the USA, Singapore, and finally foreign secretary. And he was picked by the Honorable Prime Minister Narendra Modi himself to be part of the cabinet in 2019. Um, and he had um, he had a long conversation with, uh, with um, journalist Smita Prakash, and uh, of course, he, he, he says many things, and, and, and we're going to go to some of the things, not the whole uh, thing. Um, he talks about his, uh, his tenure as foreign minister, how he got into the job, and that there was never anyone in politics in his family, but they went forward as foreign secretaries. And that was his goal in life, never ever thought he would be in the foreign ministry, uh, sorry, uh, in, in politics, and here he is, what a fine job he's doing. 
he basically talks about um you know uh politics at this time he talks about the bbc documentary and the slam banging going on f- uh, from all over the world now just to put it in context all of a sudden you see well not all of a sudden but you see the bbc documentary you see george soros you see um the indian um left uh, ganging up with the left of the world the woke people of the world going oh we're fascism 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 and the only thing they can do us versus them minorities versus majorities minorities versus majorities and then you have the bbc documentary and then you have the Adna- adani problem um, uh, shakedown with the hindenburg report that is uh, causing havoc uh, this is attack after attack after attack it's no different like in the in the olden days when armies would come um to the indian shows and attack the indian shows and the empires today they don't do it through armies but they do it through narratives so they come with narratives they come with financial cl- uh, uh, boomerangs they come with uh backdoor uh, toolkits what is that it's no different than the foreign that than the yesteryears the labels have changed but the mentality is still the same because it's not the labels that define the mentality it is the mentality that defines the label it is the currents that form your waves and so uh, you know era after era india has been the indian subcontinent hindustan has been rich it's a land full of agriculture land of of many beauties land of knowledge and and empires come and go and they've always wanted the richness of the indian soil the richness of the indian history their knowledge and they want to take it for themselves keep it for themselves and then pretend that they've invented it but uh time and a time and again we have stood up uh to this clamoring of invaders from the north from the south from the west from the east and we have stood stall sorry we have stood strong but why because we have knowledge so people come with with nastiness and people come with the invasions people come with their narratives with the slamming of the of the financial sector trying to bring the financial sector down uh to these hindenburg reports um people trying to discern us and treat us like third class citizens guess what it will uh, some point in time will take a hit but we will stand again because when the sun sets the sun also has to rise another day and she and the honorable jai shankar foreign minister he is doing a fantastic job of it i mean there's no one else taking the indian position to uh to uh to battle and uh, winning for us at every front and that's what the indian national congress doesn't like so uh the foreign minister jai shankar he says um this is not accident accidental this shaming of india on the world stage the bbc documentary it's not accidental okay uh so he says they do a hatch job and then they say it's only a quest for truth uh, and 
and which all of a sudden they want to put out after 20 years. So he's talking in principle about the BBC documentary. That means for 20 years they've done a hatch job. 20 years the, 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 the international media, foreign press, international organizations pretending to be uh, on a quest for truth. Okay? And they can't get over it. They can't get that they have done a hatch job. They have done a botched job. This was a setup by the Indian National Congress only to bring down the government, the NDA government at its, at its time, who was at the center and who was in the state of Gujarat. And their, um, their in, in, uh, influence was growing all over the nation. And for the first time, the Congress in, the ni- in, in, in 2002 were not in power any, at the major centers of the country, you know, controlling, uh, controlling the um, economics of the country. And um, they didn't like it. So they had to set up something to show that, oh, my God, here we are, the only secular party who's fighting for the truth. And, and, and they allied with all their slime across the planet. And guess what? They came up with this hatch job of the BBC only 20 years later. So he's talking about that. All these people do hatch jobs and then say, um, you know, they're on a quest for the truth. They are not. They are relics of colonial empires and their empires are dead and their divine departments are open for business and they need our human capital to resurrect their empire. So this is, of course, my interpretation, but he basically is talking about a hatch job uh, done by the BBC and by the left. Um, So he's asking... um, He's asking um, Smita, the interviewer, do you think this is accidental? Because it's correct. It's not accidental, my friends. This is not accidental at all. Um, so Dr. Jai Shankar says, do you feel that, ba-, sorry, Smita says, do you feel that banning of a documentary or a book or asking a channel not to broadcast in India is good? Uh, so Dr. Jai Shankar turns around and says, that's not a correct question to ask. In reality, this is the question that should be asked. What is it we are debating? We're not debating a documentary. We're not debating a speech that someone gave in some European society. We are debating politics here. The documentary was about politics. It's to get back at you for politics. It's war by other means. There's a saying, he said, war by other means. But in reality, this is politics by other means. That means politics to the back door. Okay? So this is what Dr. Jai Shankar was, was, uh, was trying to say. It's back, basically back door politics. It's co- and I'm going to say it in my words, it's a colonial hangover. The empires are dead, but their divine departments are open for business and they need our human capital to resurrect their colonial empire. They cannot get over the fact that the Abrahamic colonial empires have no longer um, holding its sway on Indian soil. Their lies, their loot of the Indian knowledge, the loot of the Indian universities, the loot of the Indian gold, their food, their, their narratives, their, uh, our food, our narratives, they left us high and dry. Um, really nothing to offer us. They took everything, left us high and dry. And then you have this socialist Marxist Indian National Congress who spent 60 years um, in power um, and, and still is in power in some format or the other. Um, 
they have looted us in return with their uh, Bakshish Raj and their license Raj. What do you expect? Uh, we're not going to be poor. They want us to be poor. They are so, they, their hatred for Hindustan, for Hindus is so much. It is insulting that they have done everything in their power for 3,000 years. They cannot fathom that we actually exist. Their hatred for us lies in their supremacy, that their Abrahamic religions and ideologies are the truth, the way, the life. In reality, they are just political empires. Their empires are dead, but their divine departments are open for business. Um, so basically, this is my interpretation of what Dr. Jai Shankar says. This is politics by another means. So, you know, this is just another quest for the truth, which we decided not to put out at this time. So they, their backslanging and, and slime slanging is basically their another back the way of, of trying to say, oh, we're looking for the truth. Uh, but, you know, the, the foreign ministry and the Indian government will, uh, will have its, day, its say and, 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 and put it out there at one point of time. He says, this is not accidental uh, at all. The election season has already started in London and New York, Dr. Jai Shankar says. So he says, the election season might not have started in India, but the election season has started in, in London and New York. Because, you know, New York, uh, the United States, um, they, they never go out of election season. There's always an election season going on. So you have the elections, you have the... Um, uh, federal elections um, in America every four years and every two years you have um, midterm elections. I mean, you're not electing the president, but you're electing, uh, say, uh, you know, the governors, um, House of Representatives, some senators. And so there's always election season, always, always. So the election for them, it's nothing new. They have, you know, they have companies dedicated to elections. I mean, that's a business for them. It's an absolute business. And, and of course, in London, because you have the socialists in power, London is now four years. And uh, there's always, always something to be in elections about. Now, the Indian National Congress who's supposedly fighting for minorities. I don't know how long they'll fight for minorities, 60 years. I mean, they've got to be stupid because if you're fighting for minorities for so long and you didn't do a good job, then that means you're not fighting for minorities. You're just slack at your job. You're just horrible. You couldn't get the job done in, in 60 years and, and 75 years in some format or the other. And now you're telling us you're still fighting but. If I was doing a job for 75 years and I was not good at it, at one point my boss will say no. So if, if, the, if the Congress is not doing a good job and if they're still fighting for minorities and minor, minorities are still failing, that means what is it if the Congress is not good at their job? So then why are they slam banging? Because it's all about money and power. It's a continuous cycle of money and power. And, and that's what it is about. Um, and, and every time they don't get what they want, they go to, you know, New York and London, which is their go-to place because they can't do their own job. And then they have to ask them to slam bang from the other side. So in reality, 
there is no such thing as minorities because all these minority gangs, the mafia gangs who supposedly really take up for these minorities and fight for social justice, they're absolutely, they're, they're absolutely an alliance, global alliance. So where is the minorities? In reality, they are the real majority. The Hindus are the minority because Hindus... Now, I'm saying this as an ex-Christian, my friend. Uh, the Hindus are the only ones. They don't have a global alliance. Where does the Hindus have a global alliance? Where? Okay, can anyone tell me? Email me. Hindus don't have a global alliance. For a small country, many people, but not everyone is Hindu. So how can you, and where is the global alliance across the board? They don't have an alliance. The real alliance, the real majority is the Abrahamic might. And, and a bunch of, of uh, liars with a colonial hangover trying to tell us what we should do and what we should not do. I mean, that is sick to the core. But it is going on, and, um, and the colonial hangover knows no end. And this is what he's referring to, the uh, Honorable Jai, Dr. Jai Shankar. Um, basically, what they want to do is... In order to get power, they have to dethrone Narendra Modi. So they, they've been, the last 20 years, they've been on a rampage to shape an extremist image of the BJP uh, and the Honorable Prime Minister Narendra Modi. This is, Dr. Jai Shankar said, it's been going on for decades, but I guarantee you it's not been going on for decades. I will tell you, it's been going on for 3,000 years. And this particular set has been going on for 20 years. 20 years, my friend, ever since 2002, actually 21 years. And Dr. Jai Shankar says, let's not have an illusion about it. Um, basically, what they do is they say something. It will resonate in their media echo chambers. It will be picked up by people and they will say, oh, it must be true. If you, you know, if they're saying it must be true and it'll be repeated again and again. Um, this is... Um, he says, this is a globalized world. Um, politics of India does not stop at her borders. Sometimes the politics of India does not even originate at her borders because it comes from the outside, agendas from the outside, uh, ideas from the outside. Why is there a surge of reports and attention views from the outside? Where, were these things not happening earlier? So Dr. Jai Shankar says, if you want to make a, a, um, a BBC, if you want to make a documentary, why didn't you do it before? I mean, in 1984, there were things happening in Delhi. Why didn't you make a, um, a documentary before? So don't kid yourself. The politics at play by by the people who do not have the courage to come out in the political field. They want to a Teflon cover by saying that they are NGOs. Their media organization, in reality, it's politics, or as I like to say, a colonial hangover. Their empire is dead, but their divine departments are open for business, and they need our human capital to resurrect their empires. Um, so Dr. Jai Shankar says, you know, there's a term which says, if I like you and you win elections, oh, the democracy is great. But if I don't like you and you win elections, then it's a great autocracy. That's reserved for people who you don't like, 
who win elections. So at the end of the day, it's about them and their opinion of you. They have to win. If they don't win, then people will slam you. Um, and if they if if you, they like you and you win, it'll be oh what a great day. He did such a great job. So. It is, it is important to say, um, I'm just going to go back on something. This is very important. That's why I wanted to bring about this podcast to have my opinion on it. Um, he says uh, the, uh, the media, the international media and the colonial hangover that he portrayed uh, want to shape an extremist image of India, uh, of the BJP, of the prime minister. And this has been going on for a decade. Um, he said, this is a globalized world. Politics of India does not stop at the borders. Sometimes the politics of India does not even originate at its borders, which, my friend, is true. Okay? The, the Christians who are claiming to be... Um, Christians are claiming to be, um, you know, minor. How did they come here? They in, Christianity invaded. So... It did not originate. Her political empire did not originate over here in India. Okay, Islam is a political empire. It is not a religion. It never has been a religion. They they were colonial invaders. They invaded the Indian subcontinent. People invaded the subcontinent, and in, and and their politics of of power and occupation does not exist. At, did not exist. In, on Indian soil, it came from the outside, and so because it came from the outside, it did not originate at India within India's borders, which is correct. And this these politics has been going on for uh, what thirteen hundred years since seven eleven A.D. So this is not something that's new. The Huns who invaded, they are not local. They are not in. They are, they are not. Uh, uh, they are not local to the Indian subcontinent. The Mughals and the Arabs who invaded, they are not local. Now they claim, because they've lost power, they're claiming to be minorities. Oh my God, my poor little minorities. But they've all ganged up with their relics of their empires all over the world. They formed the biggest majority all over the world. And they're trying to portray themselves as uh, minorities over here. But their politics did not um, originate on within the Indian borders. So basically, we we spend our days, total days, trying to feed and 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 you know appease these godforsaken narratives of uh, of of minorities. When we didn't ask to be minorities, we did not ask to be uh, colonized. We did not ask to be subjugated. Uh, we did not ask for in for representation. But the politics of this appeasement did not start at our borders, started outside our borders. And we have spent time and time and money and investment into this narrative of minorities, when in reality, we could be doing so much, so, so much important. And they, they will never, these minorities as an ex-Christian, will never grow up because they need you to be second-class citizens. They need us to be uh, dependent on them. As long as we're dependent on them, they will not need. They, 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 can, they, will, have, we will, have, they will have someone to, to need them, need their services. If no one needs their services, then at that point, there's no, there's no need for minorities. You won't have this rhetoric of minorities versus majorities. 
and then you know we will be doing something good so they need this and so we have to invest money into their ignorance into their narratives and this politics these politics of so-called invaders be transformed into oh poor little minorities and still allied with the outside world is a politics that did not that did not originate within our borders and we spend so much of time with it and it is ridiculous and and they are still the church is still controlled in india by a foreign hand islam and in the islamic um, mullahs and tullahs and associations are controlled by a foreign hand they're foreign hands who are investing in these in in reviving these empires and so we so we know very clearly that our, our, our politics do not in do not originate at our borders. How long has they have they not originated at our borders? Well, for thousands of years, my friend. When the when the Arabs came, did they did they not bring their politics with them? When the Hebrews came, people don't know, but the Hebrews overflowed in the Indian subcontinent. A lot of us have Hebrew roots. Uh, we have lost it because we've been converted into Christianity and Islam, and we have a lot of our Hebrew ancestors then realign into what we call today as Hinduism or Dharma. They became, but we all have this mentality of uh, of uh, we all had somewhere up the line a, a foreign root, and we come here, and this mentality and the politics of Abraham have invaded the subcontinent, and. Um, literally um you know they, they don't originate in india uh within india's borders and like i said politics is still controlled by um by foreigners today so it's discussed all over the world you know, when the ca protest happens did, did you think that the politics in uh, uh, were not controlled by the rest of the world when the the church is pretending to be a, a victim do you not think that the vatican is not controlling our, our politics when we are brainwashed to be to swear allegiance to pope john paul do you not think that is the vatican controlling our minds all of these are narratives these narratives are paid for by so-called religious institutions previously um previously as uh, colonial invaders now rebranded and now they're NGOs these NGOs are funded lock stock and barrel by foreigners as a foreign hand in Indians on Indian soil and until you do not remove this foreign hand uh, until you don't stop them India's politics will be controlled by a foreign hand and and for the United States who say oh well the Russians are invading the Russians are controlling our um, the Russians are controlling our uh, elections well you know that's exactly what they do you know the 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 United States of America has its goons and has its um, um, has its ruffians who will go and and regime change everywhere in the world. Is that not controlling uh, other people's politics from the outside? Uh, every time they don't like you uh, or they don't like your your politics they will try regime change everywhere from from south america's someone said one day uh if you look at the americas north and south the only two countries that are doing well in the americas is the united states and and canada i don't know how much more you can say it's it's doing well because they're both coming down 
But I don't know how much, uh, but only two countries. The rest of the countries are not really doing very well because every time, every time they do well or there's someone comes who wants to uh, rise up above the status quo, change the status quo, the, the United States will, from the back though, send in their, um, their uh, disruptors and cause a re regime change. And that happens, that starts with narrative. So they start with a narrative and then they brainwash people with their narratives and slowly by slowly, this, they will then off, they will bring the rug from under your carpet and they will bring about a regime change because they do not want you to rise above the status quo. They, they want you to remain in poverty. Why do you think Africa is in poverty? Because Europe and the former colonial empires, including, Af including the United States, have done everything to make sure that Africa remains in poverty. Africa, they do not have someone who will not ally with them um, and they will keep a hold on the African continent. Similarly, on, in Asia, they have done everything to keep India poor. And but India will not keep quiet because India is an ancient civilization. Why do we have to take ideas and, and knowledge uh, and from a foreign power? Who are the foreigners to give us moral stories, to give us moral lectures, to give us, um, tell us how we are going to run our politics and our country. So that's why they need the narratives of us versus them. Oh, we are poor little victims. Oh, we're minorities versus majority. They want to control our mind, just like the empires have controlled us for thousands of years. And slowly by slowly, they, through these NGOs, through these religions, they brainwash you, vote for the Congress, vote for the Congress, vote for the Congress. But now through the internet and through connecting of the dots, we can see the, what they are doing. We can see that they are, stand, they are, they are asking for regime change. They, we can see that they do not like that someone is doing well on their own instead of being dependent on the others, instead of having your people fly off to other countries. Um, we are seeing that they are absolutely, um, they cannot stand a rising India. So in order to go against the rising India, instead of saying thank you in getting out of your poverty, instead of saying thank you in getting rid of your, um, of your dependence on others and, and being part of the global alliance, partner in, in global, um, global economic um, excellence, no, they want a 1.4 billion uh, people country to be poor, to be dependent, and, and to be used as, as dirt so that, you know, one, they can balkanize us and then after one day or the other, they can use us bit by bit as slaves, which is exactly what they want. I mean, they're not happy with more slaves, the amount of slaves they've got all over the world, but they are happy uh, to bring us down. And so this is what... In in a nutshell, I mean, I put this in my own words. The prime, the honourable uh, minister of foreign affairs says, "Well, the politics, um, the the season, the election season has already started in New York and London." And yes, my dear, it has. It has. Uh, this is not the first time um, that they've started this. They've, they're on a continuous roll and they will continue this role in order to bring India down and, and 
not see her rise to live in poverty where they can control our narrative from um, the outside. And one of the ways of controlling the narrative, uh, the minority versus majority, and to, to derail in India because the Hindus, particularly Hindus, because they think that Hindus are uh, the, the slime of the planet. We are called pagans. For 3,000 years, we've been called pagans. We've been called heretics. Uh, the Christians, the, the Muslims have called us kufar, 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 najas, kufar, mushri, kufar. Um, and this, and, and now Islamophobic, their name calling is the only thing they can do. They cannot understand that we are currents and waves. It's not the currents, it's not the waves that form the currents, it's the currents that form the waves. So they have tried this from, from, from 3,000 years. First it, was, it was, first it was pagans, then it was heretics, uh, then, it, then it came to idolaters, then it came to kufr, then mushrik, then najas, then oh, fascist, islamophobe, fascist, intolerant caste. And now we have another way of saying it. Saying it is, uh, oh, we are, we are, uh, we are minorities versus majorities. It is inconceivable that these people cannot learn from their ancestors, cannot learn from their past. It's easier to make friends. It's easier to join hands. It's easier to empower people with, with knowledge and economics instead of putting them down. But the Abrahamic supremacy cannot see it. And if you don't know what's going on, recently the Seattle, I think City Council, passed a resolution on caste that there can be no caste discrimination. I mean, really? I think it's great that they did it because caste is Roman Catholic. Caste is Roman Catholic bought to India by the Portuguese. That's the only caste that exists. This divine and rule on caste, this narrative on caste is a way to get back at India and to get back at Narendra Modi and the Hindus and shame them on the world stage. That Oh my God, look at caste discrimination by the Hindus. The only discrimination is by the Abrahamic world to people who do not submit to them. So on that note, my friend, I hope you have a great day. Do not submit to anyone because submission is slavery and we are not supposed to submit to any colonial hangover of any group ever again. Thank you for your time. I wish you a very pleasant day. And I hope you um, please do share this, uh, this podcast, which is many people you, you like, and, and have that conversation. Take care 